This is Need to Know with ACCT. I'm Jacob Bray. We are launching Need to Know as a sister podcast to In the Know. We occasionally have extra information that we think will be valuable that doesn't fit into our regularly scheduled programming. These episodes will typically contain bonus content or time-sensitive information. This episode of Need to Know is the first part of a two-part series about preparing for the National Legislative Summit next month. I talked with ACCT Director of Government Relations Jennifer Sittard and ACCT Vice President for Public Policy and External Relations Ji Hang Lee about what attendees should know before arriving, and in part two, about our new legislative priorities. So first and foremost, what's going on in higher ed in Washington right now? Well, right now there's a lot of focus on the government shutdown. Um, We may be recording this a couple days ahead of release, so a lot of things could happen between now and the Thursday release. But, um, you know, that's kind of tying up a whole lot of stuff right now. I would say other than that, um, we recently had elections in November, so you have new House leadership, um, new leadership over committees. So I think a lot of the... The House Democrats are planning a lot of committee hearings. Um, you know, a lot of them are going to be oversight-related, focused on the administration. So, right now, it's sort of a gearing-up period, um, more than a things actually happening period in many ways. Uh, and and with that, as with the new House majority, uh, the Democratic majority in the House. We're seeing um, new committee allotments. Uh, the House Appropriations Committee, uh, the Democrats just announced their new eight members on that committee. Uh, and we're, we're still waiting for new members on the House Education and Labor Committee. Yeah. And um, so we're also monitoring how, obviously, with the, the negotiations or future bipartisan conversations in the Senate side, uh, Chairman Alexander will remain chairman of the uh, Senate Help Committee. Uh, so it will be interesting to see what path they want to pursue for uh, their upcoming uh, reauthorization process on the Senate side. Because the other thing that occurred earlier this year was Senator Alexander announced that he will be, this will be his last two years in Congress. Uh, and it will actually be his last two years as chairman of the committee. So it will be interesting um, how much he wants to push to get a reauthorization of the Higher Education Act. Uh, for those of you who attended last year for our congressional forum, know that uh, Senator Alexander, one of his top priorities for HEA is uh, fixing the FAFSA, and he always likes to unfurl the paper version of the FAFSA uh, whenever he does a pre- presentation, and it's a it's a wonderful prop, um, <laughs> but it is something that um, H- it requires the HEA to be re- reauthorized for them to ultimately fix uh, the FAFSA. I think it's notable, too, that, you know, um, we're going to have a, potentially a Senate panel and a House panel coming up in NLS, so they'll be able to tell us a little bit more about their process with the Higher Education Act reauthorization. Okay. Um, generally, they always start out with saying we're all going to work together, um, which is the official line and what they're currently doing, but um, that, that tends to unfurl rather quickly. Uh, so we will see we'll see how it goes and what they say. So it is going to be a unique year in that it's an NLS following an election year and there's a new majority and a lot of moving pieces. Yes, and I would say the one thing that gives us some hope that HEA will be done this year is the fact that uh, Senator Alexander announced his uh, retirement. Um, but also, essentially, we're, we're facing a presidential election year in 2020. 
So it is really upon, upon, incumbent upon Congress to try, if they want to do HEA, to try to do it in 2019. Uh, if once they get into 2020, uh, election year politics, presidential year, uh, politics gets into play, and we, you know, we have no expectation that large pieces of bills will be moving the last six months, let alone the last nine months of uh, 2020. So keeping this in mind, how should attendees prepare for coming to NLS? So one of the first things they should do is if you register for NLS, we send out packets. They're basically confirmation packets that include information like meeting tips, um, you know, how to schedule a meeting, also our priorities that we think are going to happen at NLS. So folks should really start to begin thinking about, well, what do I want to talk about, uh, learning more about the priorities that are listed there and, and setting up their meetings in general. How, uh, how far in advance do you think attendees should start setting up their meetings? If they haven't already started, they should now. Okay. Um, generally, a month in advance is, is a pretty good number. Um, you know, the further along you get, the more likely you're going to get bumped to staff meetings or uh, have less availability of the member. And I would just do one plug, is that while this is a preparation for the National Legislative Summit, for those of you who haven't registered, we encourage you to register because um, it is important to have uh, significant numbers of individuals on Capitol Hill. Uh, when you are walking the halls of Congress, there is nothing more enjoyable than to see your colleagues that you saw sitting in the audience with you as you roam the halls of the House and Senate offices. It's actually, I mean, it's fascinating because we, we go up to Capitol Hill um, the same day that a lot of our members are up there. And I'm in the cafeteria and I look around and I'm like, I know half the people sitting here. And everybody's like, everyone's so nice. They're like, come eat with us. And I'm like, oh, that's great. <laughs> like, I can't eat with all of you. <laughs> but it's, um, it's wonderful. I mean, we have such a nice group. It's such a great networking event, even beyond the advocacy aspect that, you know, we certainly encourage folks to go. Um, and for those who can't even go this time, I would say this podcast is relevant just because we're generally going over meeting tips and ways to advocate. Yeah, and there really is, as you both know, a tremendous value of a face-to-face -face meeting. Yes. And I think we have so many new members of the House right now uh, that many of these individuals I just met with uh, are some uh, college presidents from Massachusetts earlier this week who came down to participate in some meetings and literally they were the first face-to-face -face meetings with constituents uh, for some of these members of Congress. Uh, so it is important to get some of this face time because you, we do have significant numbers of freshmen House of Representatives. Um, so are there any scheduling logistics that attendees should be aware of in regards to meetings on Capitol Hill? Uh, yes. For those attendees that have state associations, so for an example, like the Community College League of California, uh, the Michigan Community College Association, uh, contact those associations because typically they will schedule a Senate type of briefing. Uh, and so therefore, you don't have to schedule those separately if you don't want to. Uh, it, typically, the senators, you know, commandeer a room and they do a broad presentation to the, all the attendees from that state. Uh, but typically for the House meetings, you'll have to go through uh, your individual representative and schedule your own time with those, uh, those visits. I will say too, if you're ever curious who else from your state is registered for NLS, you can just email us 
And we'll let you know in case you want to coordinate with them. Yes, please email us at publicpolicy at acct.org. Uh, for that question or any other po uh, public policy related question or NLS question. I just want to take a second to remind you that registration is now open for the National Legislative Summit. The summit will take place in Washington, D.C. from February 10th through the 13th and is a great opportunity to advocate for your institution and hear from members of U.S. Congress, leading political analysts, and other high-profile speakers about the current climate in D.C., recent elections, and legislative issues impacting community colleges. Head over to nls.acct.org to register. What they should think about is, okay, I'm getting here, I'm getting my registration packet when I arrive, um, and that'll include a lot of information for them. I would say, even when G.A. Hang and I do meetings on Capitol Hill, a lot of times we do a little refresher on the issues before we go up there and have to speak about them. So information that's included in the packet includes things that are like generally refreshers, so you could say, oh, that's what that was about before you go in for your meeting. Um, so. We try and make it plug and play for people as much as possible. Um, you know, we're there for assistance in case anyone has any questions on the ground. Uh, I would just say look at, for an example, things that our association has created. Uh, so that might be like the Financial Aid 101, the Financial Aid 102 documents uh, that provide information about federal student aid, um, the, the dollars that are available to you, those would be the Pell Grants work-study dollars, uh, uh, the federal loan program. Uh, just kind of go through the basics of, uh, of the various aspects of the federal government's connection to your institution, I think, is important uh, because you will be talking about some of these pieces, and it's important to kind of just understand um, what that means for your institution. One of the big things is, is something that we send out as part of the confirmation packets is our federal funds worksheet. And what this is is basically something that you give your financial aid office to fill out to know what type of federal dollars you're getting. And ultimately, when you go to Capitol Hill, this is one of the most effective things you can do. They can see you know, how many Pell Grant recipients you have at your institution, how much money you might be getting from supplemental educational opportunity grants. These are things that member offices aren't going to know. Um, so we greatly encourage people to have those readily available and get their aid offices to fill them out ahead of time so that they, they bring it with them. Mm -hmm. uh, work on your messages. Um, as Jennifer mentioned, the federal worksheet is important and it provides detailed information about your institution. Um, but also hone your messages. Um, if you are going with a team of individuals, divvy up each, each issue area. Uh, you know, each person, one person can talk about funding, one person can talk about HEA. Um, the one thing that we strongly encourage people when they go together as a group is don't disagree with each other about <laughs> the issue and converse about it in front of staff and the member of Congress. Um, we have heard some horror stories about this transpiring. Uh, this does not lead to uh, a positive feeling for uh, the people in the room doing the advocacy and the people who work on Capitol Hill. Uh, so that is one thing uh, we encourage people to do. Do a role play. Do you, you know, talk about your two, three-minute elevator speeches uh, for each of the people as part of your group. And this will help you kind of 
uh, easier way into doing an actual face-to-face meeting. Uh, the one thing that we would like, uh, I think from an association perspective, is that if you do these visits, we'd love a photo, put it on Instagram, put it on Twitter, uh, tag us. Um, these are things that we can repost. Uh, we always uh, have a collage of photos uh, in our next ver- next uh, issue of TQ of our uh, membership meeting with the members of Congress. So this is something that I think will be uh, uh, something that we request uh, for all of you who are doing visits. People should keep in mind that these are not going to be long meetings, right? You know, these they're pretty more often than not they're pretty short, like less than half an hour. So general rule is prepare for 15 minutes. But it can vary really greatly. It can. I've gone into meetings where it's lasted two minutes, and I've had other meetings where it's lasted an hour and a half, just because whoever you're meeting with is super, super chatty. So, um, you know, I think that you need to be able to prepare to talk about your issues in like 10 to 15 minutes, and and have your leave behinds ready. Because if you really just get cut off, and you don't get to say what you have to say, at least you have a sheet of paper that you mm-hmm. gave them. And the thing to, uh, for those of you who bring students, let the students talk about their story. Um, the student stories have the most impact on members of Congress uh, and their staff. Uh, when, when we go to panel discussions uh, around various issues, the student story provides the most emotional impact uh, for the people in the audience. and. So as you start to think about your time allocation, make sure that your student, if you're bringing one, if you're either a, um, a student government leader or your student trustee, make sure that student is able to have that time uh, to be able to present their story. Because those the student stories will be the thing that the members and the staff will remember the most, mm-hmm. is like that personal aspect of their pursuit for higher education and the work that is necessary for them to continue to, uh, to pursue and to succeed. And I will note, just a plug for students coming in general, I mean, we've had more and more come over the years. Our institutions have been great. Um, we, don't, we don't put an early bird rate on our student registrations. Um, we offer it as, as low as we can to try to incentivize folks to come. So even if you want to have someone come last minute, uh, we're happy to have them. I, I think right now we have over 50 students registered. That's great. Um, we have a student session at NLS, an advocacy session, where we bring in um, individuals who, we try to bring in individuals who went to a community college but are now here in D.C. doing advocacy and lobbying or they've worked on the Hill. So, um, you know, we, we try and offer a, a lot for that population, just recognizing how important they are to our advocacy efforts. And the student rate is half the base rate uh, for NLS, so it's $275. Uh, and this is, we, the, the leadership of our organization has done that to ensure that uh, those students have, are your best spokespeople, uh, candidly. Uh, they can talk about the power of your institution uh, most eloquently. So we, we wanted to have them there and available to, to you when you are on Capitol Hill. Just a reminder, NLS is from February 10th through the 13th in Washington, D.C. Registration is still open. Uh, This has been part one of a two-part series in preparation for the NLS, and part two will be released the following week. Thank you for listening to this episode of Need to Know. The next episode about our new legislative priorities will be released next Thursday.